0: Welcome
1: to the JOD Entertainment Podcast with me, Jacqueline Lee Elliott. Today's guest on this episode is Cisco Raules, originally from Phoenix, now based in L.A., a terrific choreographer and creative, and just a humble person. I've known him for quite a number of years now. He has worked with some major artists and brands such as J-Lo, Lil Wayne, Saweetie, Rick Ross, DJ Snake, Kid Ink, Pitbull, Neo, Oh Your Baby, Tanache, Honda, Tiffany & Co. Campaign, Dancing with the Stars. What a huge lineup. He's here with me today. I really hope you enjoy this chat. Let's do it. Hello. Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good.
1: What's happening?
0: I've been going back to back. I literally came back for like a half a day, probably less than half a day. And then I left again. But yeah, it's good. Um, It's a bit exhausting with all the airports, but yeah, you know, I'm getting through it.
1: Good. And where have you just come in from?
0: I actually was just in Phoenix for family. Yeah. But before that, I was in Houston, like the day before Orlando and then also New York. Amazing. Yes.
1: So busy. So good though, especially coming out of a hectic year last year.
0: It's nice. It's nice to be able to stay busy. and.
1: So thanks so much for joining me today. I originally started this last year, but then the world got really busy and events started happening again and I didn't have time to produce it and make it a podcast. So I'm doing it again. But I think it's great because the world is so different now, since we spoke last time about work and life. And so different conversation, really. But I was just doing a quick rundown of some of the great people that you've been working with. But let me just start with asking you about your dance background to begin with and how you kind of started. Did you always want to be a dancer? How did you start the dance career?
0: So... As far as dancing goes, like I, it's just something that my mom was always doing and my family always, you know, kind of at like family parties would push me out to dance. You know, I had rhythm when I was younger. I love dancing. So, um, I always loved dancing. Um, I didn't really pursue it until high school. Um, and then that's where, um, I started stepping. So that's my first form of like, dance you could say that like where I started learning uh, choreography and then that kind of led into the dance world like you know more free movement because stepping is more structured but I did that for about four years straight before that uh, what was it I I joined cheer because I really just wanted to dance to music and it wasn't for me was <laughs> it for you that. yeah it was in grade school though because I really okay. was like I think around like 10 years old, like I wanted to be in hip hop classes. And, um, you know, it's not always easy, you know, Mm -hmm. getting like a company and stuff because it can be pricey. Um, So I just joined the school cheer and I did not like it for me. (laughs) I love watching it, though, but for me, it was not for me. So. Then in high school, I waited and then I did the step two. I
1: love step. I love watching it. I love everything about it. And so you always wanted to be a dancer. So you moved from Phoenix to LA over.
0: Yes. This yeah. is the first time I moved from, from the state and I stayed. So it's been about eight years now. This month is eight years.
1: Wow. Mm-hmm. And what a ride.
0: I know. It's been crazy.
1: I think that you have done so many great things. I I keep an eye on what you do. Like I I love watching what you're up to and what you're creating, what you're working on. And even just the person that you are, I think is you know, it's a bit of a magnet, you know, people want to be around that and um, you do great things. You're a beautiful person and people like that, you know, people want to be around that. So I love watching all of the things that you're doing over there. I'd listed quickly before you jumped on just some of the people that you've been working with on who you have been working with, like Queen JLo, uh, mm-hmm. Little Wayne, Sweetie, Rick Ross, DJ Snake, Kid Ink, Pitbull, Neo, uh, Mila, uh, Tanache, Honda. And then you did a Tiffany & Co campaign i believe from memory and then Dance with the stars recently
0: um this one happened actually it aired right before the pandemic hit oh,
1: so
0: i think the season finale i think it was a was it yeah the, the year that the pandemic hit so like literally at, in february when i'm locked here in march but in february it aired but yeah and that's where i did um it was a season finale and i did the guest performance for um Pitbull and Neo song together. So I got to uh, go to Miami and teach the girls their what they were doing on the show. And then, yeah. Was that amazing? Oh, it was amazing. Yeah, no, being on set, it's like, it's way more than what you see on TV. So like in between takes, you see all the people come out to like, you know, construct the next stage or to clean the floor if there was ever like a confetti moment, like. Or like, you just see the, all the in-betweens, you know, the you yeah. tried to have me stand in for Pitbull, like, because um, they were doing re- like a tech rehearsal. <laughs> so they wanted to like, I guess, do like a camera setting. So they, luckily it didn't happen because I was already kind of nervous being there. But they wanted me to stand in for Pitbull. So like to travel where he would go. And I was like, oh my God. How
1: great. I,
0: just to- <laughs> I just wanted to watch. But yeah, it was a really cool experience
1: yeah i bet and how about j-lo how about this music video that you got to work on it was the second it was another part of her music Mm -hmm. video wasn't it so talk me through that process how that how that came about and then um how you put that all together
0: so it was the medicine remix so it wasn't the original because she had a ton of dancers in that um it was remixed with steve aoki and i had worked recently On a job with the director who was also doing this video, so I did the Sweetie Kid Ink and Lil Wayne music video, like in Miami a while back. And then he contacted me, and this was uh, a pickup shoot. So they already started filming; they were just finishing it off, and basically like with the dance uh, scenes. So he reached out, and I mean, they have my email, my direct contact. So they just reached out and let me know that it was a a uh, pickup shoot that uh, it was for JLo, which for me, it was a big deal. Massive. Um, yeah. So um, I, I get on set and it was it, a lot of the jobs that do happen. It's rare that you get like a lot of preparation time. Usually because it moves really fast out here. So um, that I had like maybe a couple of days to like listen to this remix and figure out what we we're going to do. Um, I booked two girls from choreography pros. Mm-hmm. They also from Arizona, um, Tia and Madison, which yeah. is really, like cool because I submitted. I you know I have my my ladies of per, so I always submit like a pool of ladies for jobs, and then I let them select based off of like what they feel is best with the artist as far as look or height. Um, and yeah, so they selected them, and it happened to be we're all from. Arizona. Uh, So it was a cool experience to be with them. Um, They've also danced with me forever. So I wasn't too stressed on the job just because I know that they know how to take my direction like on the spot if needed. Um, But yeah, we got on set. um, They went straight to makeup and hair. They brought me straight to the set to show me what was going on. Um, They were still kind of like setting it up, but like they gave me the idea. And then I actually had to like set everything on the spot. I mean, I had time to listen to the song, but then they, yeah, they threw some obstacles in there um, and stuff. So then it kind of made everything have to be changed, but that's usually what happens if, you know, it's not like, I don't know, too far ahead. Like stuff changes last minute all the time.
1: And lucky you can think on your feet. So how does that change something when you've got, when you're booked for something so major you're creating something for a JLo Steve Aoki track how Mm -hmm. did that change things for you in terms of being a creative have a moment and think oh my god what did I just do what did I just get to do
0: yeah oh no for sure um under the circumstances it was definitely like I in the moment I'm just on work mode so like I zone out and I get Mm -hmm. the job done um of course I do it with the way I would do it in any situation like it's gonna be genuine and authentically yeah. me. um but after the fact it was like really cool to look back because I did something I never did before which kind of like it pushed me to like a new like height. so yeah. um took the bar even higher for myself so after you know I, I definitely reflected and it was yeah, it was a lot of new experiences uh, to to work with. And I, you know, um, learned some new things about myself that I can do. You know what I mean? Jobs, if they ever just need something, I could confidently say like, yeah, I can come in and I can do something on the spot.
1: I love that. The Tiffany & Co campaign. I love that. See, and I love when jobs come up kind of out of the blue and it's through word of mouth or you've met someone on set or you've met someone on a job and they remember you and they then reach out to you again. Something similar happened for Tiffany & Co. Is that right?
0: Yes. So um, I actually booked it as a, uh, a principal role dancer. They booked five dancers for the job. And it the first day we met, and this is just like to give you background on how some jobs might work. And this is like, you know, a jeweler, a major jeweler. So um, we went on set, um, me and the other four dancers. We sat all day. They dressed us up. We looked like we were going to be a part of a modeling campaign, which was really cool. Um, we were on the universal set. And then towards the end of the day, I mean, we hadn't done nothing. So we were just sitting there looking at each other. We got to know each other. Um, we talked and stuff. But at the end of the day, they dismissed us. Um, you still get paid for stuff like that because it's like a major, you know, label. So you still get, you know, paid and compensated. But um, the following day i got an audition again for the same job which was kind of crazy because mm-hmm. all right i booked it once and then um i ended up booking it again and then we ended up shooting um like the following week and it would have happened to be like a three-day shoot so the original one they planned for one day but i guess there was confusion i don't know what happens on the other end but we did that first job booked it nothing happened got paid the following day after we got dismissed from the job had another audition the same day. Like they gave us an email. We had to show up the same day. Stuff is very fast paced out here. And then they gave us a few days and not all of us were brought back on the job from the original cast, but there was also not just five, there was maybe like 30 dancers, Mm -hmm. but we were considered principal role still. So like they were more like background or like fillers. Um, So we did the commercial with uh, Elle Fanning, it's Dakota Fanning's little sister. Um, She was really nice on set. And um, that's how, you know, um, I got like into that part of the commercial. I was like around her a lot. And then the guy that puts the jewelry on the artist, like he's the creative director, Mm -hmm. I believe. I believe he is a creative director. So he's like the one that brings the um the like diamonds from New York they fly him out with it and he handles it um but I didn't see him ever dress her but like I saw him on the sides because he saw all of us goofing around as dancers on set so then I saw him off like at the when we were getting coffee or you know food and we had a good conversation I told him just about my dance journey um and just like little things but like it was you know just general conversation it wasn't to be like for any opportunity Mm. Uh, but it was a good conversation because we exchanged on both of our ends of what we do and um he just I guess took a liking to what like how I came up in the industry and then um the job finished it aired and then maybe a month later or two um he contacted me through email and asked me to be a choreographer on a holiday project for Tiffany & Co and that's where the next extension of the job happened but I was only um signed as a dancer with my agency um which unfortunately it tends to be kind of hard to get representation if you're not already doing it so I reached out you know to be a choreographer on uh an uh agency didn't get it. But so like when I did this job outside of dance, it was literally like um, an independent job. So Mm -hmm. when I worked with as a choreographer, it was with no agent, it was all done through me. So it was a new experience because now I had to negotiate on my own and not have an agency fee. So I made a hundred percent of what was paid out to me, um, which was just like a, it was just a whole bunch of new things happening at once.
1: Another growing period but that's exciting. And I love that. So what was the campaign then that you worked on? at?
0: So what they were doing was um, they, they have this, like, it's almost like a mascot for Tiffany and co Mm -hmm. Uh, it was a robot. So literally like your typical, like cartoon robot, where everything's square, kind of like the tin man, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, he was made completely from Tiffany's boxes. So like the length of his arms came from like the necklace box that holds your necklace. And then like the ring box was like his hands, you know what I mean? Just different types of boxes made them up. Um, their idea was to have um, at their original storefront in New York, a video of this um, character dancing um, and it looping um, over and over. So like it would, where it started and, and ended it would start back over, but it would be like a perfect loop. Mm-hmm. It would continu- be continuous and they would play it throughout um, through the, through the holidays. Um, and they asked me, they sent me the, the music and they asked me like of the, I'm I, more than just the Heels teacher. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you know, dance as well. Um, this ended up being a break dancing like gig. So um, for me, like I did the creative direction. I had someone, uh, someone from Florida that I knew um, be like my muse. And then I filmed it from different angles because this is how they were going to get this like choreography and be able to put it into an animation. Because there's two different ways. You can either have like video and they like mimic from the video or you wear that like bodysuit and you have the dots all over you. Mm -hmm. So since it was remote, since they're in New York and I was in L.A., they uh, had me film. So I filmed the dancer from all these angles of the choreography I put on him and then sent it in and it became a reality. Wow. Pretty-
1: I did not know that. How did you get into the video side of things?
0: So, like, I was working two jobs. Um, and this is like, it's all going to connect in the end. So, I was working two jobs that were on opposite sides of LA. I was a manager at a shoe store. And I was also a barista at Starbucks. I ended up not working for either of those companies due to a job uh, for Tinashe. It They, you know, things weren't happening in my favor. Either I would keep my job or I follow my dreams. So I chose to quit. Um, and um, around the same time as Tinashe, I booked a Honda commercial. Um, this is when I wasn't teaching out in LA. I'm still kind of fresh here. So I did this Honda commercial. Um, And it was a long three-day audition process. And I went up against like really big names in the dance industry, in like all styles, like in the Crump industry, in the Vogue industry, in like the um, dance crew industry. Like on the third audition, which was the final round, I went into this hallway and all of these famous people are sitting there. And I was just auditioning, you know, I was like, well, this is another audition I'm not going to get. So I ended up booking (laughs) it and when I got on set, I was the only dancer to book the job. Wow. Um, this job ended up paying, um, a lot, (laughs) a lot to where I can invest in myself. Um, and it was a residual job. So it was like every month, every two weeks I was getting checks off of the same job, which was really nice. Wow. And it kind of financially like put me forward. So I didn't have to worry about rent and stuff. And I really had to worry about that even with working two jobs. So now this came in and kind of took the place of those two. So what I did was like, I mean, I don't know, people can get excited about having like a large lump of money and just like have fun with it. And in my head, I was just like, I need to figure a way to make this make more money for me. But also like, I, I need to get back into my teaching. Now I can afford to do free classes and um, I won't have to pay no one to film me if I buy my own camera equipment either. So it was more just me just doing it just to save. I didn't think I was gonna be a great videographer. I literally went into Best Buy and I asked them, you know, can you give me the best camera to film dancers? And I, what kind of stabilizer do you recommend? Um, And then from there, like they just gave me like a very brief rundown. And then from there, I just kind of, you know, took it to myself to like learn and, you know, progress in that area. And I was teaching when I first started teaching. um, I was teaching like four times a week minimum, sometimes seven days a week. I wouldn't have a day off. Um, And each class I would film um at the end like i would try to get everyone i try to, you know do the whole equal everyone gets treated equally so everyone gets a video and you know everyone paid the same price so not knowing that i was doing that like i was doing that not knowing that it was gonna like mold me into being a better videographer because like i definitely got good at it very fast Mm because i did it so much but it wasn't even something I thought of as work. It was more just something I really enjoyed. So um, that's how I got into video. I know it was a long story, but. No, uh, I love
1: that because hearing the backstories of how get into different things. And so you continue to video a lot of things. So you you video in class. You also video for choreography pros for their conventions as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And your per movement girls. Let's talk about per movement and how, this became what it is now?
0: So I do remember um, I was with one of my friends, actually Madison. Um, She's one of the choreography pros. I remember um, just trying to like figure a way to brand myself because I knew what I love to do, but it's always good for like there to be a brand around it so that people know and there's like a staple to it and it's not just like here and there. It's like, all right, we know what this is. Uh, So I definitely took on to like the, the like idea of a cat when it comes to like movement um that and you know being in a heel, you kind of have to be light on your feet um, if you want to be elegant um, and that's I mean being a man that teaches heels, I'm not gonna teach you how to be rough in a heel. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna teach you how to be soft and light and very feminine um so yeah for me like the description of like what a cat is kind of like matches up with how I try to get you know, my dancers to move. So um, instead of, like, going with the whole, like, oh, a stiletto movement or, you know, heels movement or cat movement, it's too literal. I was like, how can I, like, do this without being cliche and, like, obvious? I was like, okay, well, I mean, I love cat. That's one thing. Um, It describes exactly how I, you know, try to embody movement, um, how they are. Um, So I was like, okay, well, cat's purr. So I was like, maybe that should be like the name, and then it's called Per Movement. Mm. Before it was Per Movement, though, I used to. um, It was called the Ladies of. That's right. You know, then I started teaching a lot of classes, and I was like, all right, this is like a movement. So that's where Per Movement just became like the brand, uh, which is actually the LLC now. So the Ladies of Per isn't you know the like the official name, but that's like what you consider yourself when you perform with me or do jobs with.
1: And it's going well.
0: Oh, yeah, it's, it's doing amazing.
1: It's so good to see. And it is really a movement because you're everywhere at the moment. And and everyone loves the classes, even the, even the people here, um, when you came and taught over here. And I can't even remember when that was. If it was 18 or 19, but it's all smooshed into one at the moment.
0: It had to have been 19 because it was literally, this, the, it was the year before the pandemic
1: that's right
0: it was that and then I think two months later I went to London when I came back lockdown happened
1: lucky you got that in
0: yeah I'm so happy I did because it was I everything about Australia was crazy different from here but it was so it was so nice to that first place you took us to it was like you showed us like the like like I don't even know what it's called but it was like a beach oh
1: when we went we went down to Wollongong
0: Wollongong, yes. I was gonna yeah. say, start with the W. Yeah, yeah. even there and seeing all the birds, those white. Um... <laughs> you
1: loved the birds.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, we have yeah. pigeons here. Yeah. You I guys think have I... like exotic birds that <laughs> are just <laughs> up the streets like it's normal to you guys. Maybe was...
1: That was a seagull.
0: No, 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 the big, the big. Um, it was like the, the ones that you feed in the morning. Cockatoo. Cockatoos, yeah. Yeah. Those come around the city here. <laughs> You go to the zoo to see that. So I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah. Um, It was really
1: nice. Yeah. They are um, actually like a menace. They attack my balcony. My husband likes to feed them. And then if you're in different parts of Australia, say Hamilton Island up north, you have to have your doors closed because they will go into the apartment of the resort and they'll like find food. They'll find chip packets or um, anything, they'll just—they're aggressive.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they're smart, is what it is.
1: They're smart, yeah. You're swimming costumes—they'll they, take them. They'll take them off the balcony.
0: Oh yeah,
1: but yeah, you love them.
0: Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, that was a good trip. I was just I, before you came on, was running down. When you came over, we had an open class. You did some more classes in Sydney. We brought you down to Wollongong to work with the Hawks dancers, and yeah. you got to come to a game with, and you would. <laughs> it was so different. Wasn't it to what you'd seen yeah, over was, in the States?
0: Yeah, I, I loved it though. It was so nice to me and Tia could come in, like be there and yeah. host the workshop and then
1: yeah.
0: get, hit the stage, like and see you guys perform. I love that. Such a good time.
1: It was. And the girls, so we had our NBL season move into a different part of the year. It usually starts in September, October, and moves track goes into March. And because of, they had to do the 2021 season, it had to start. I don't know when it started. It's such a blur, but it was almost like it started in March february march and finished in june and then pretty much lockdown happened it was all over we needed routines and we needed them quick i was like all right pull all of the routines that we've done that are amazing and let's load them all into our our online site our g drive what works what's great we need we needed them because it was like back-to-back games and it was a super compressed season so we you know we had a lot of yours and the crowd always goes wild when we do
0: your routines, so
1: they're they're a crowd favorite. But yeah, that was fun time. So hopefully we can do
0: that again. I mean, eventually I'll be able to come back out there. So I yeah. mean, we'll see when things start to lighten back up and some yeah. normalcy comes back.
1: Put it on the list. Yes. And so, just quickly, while I've got you, COVID happens. You you go into lockdown. Have you taken away some things that? really work for you and held on to them in terms of teaching things online or are you just glad that you can be back in the studio physically teaching
0: um i feel like with covid it really just opened a different door so um the online um stuff i don't do as often now because i'm not home as much but um i do plan on doing like an online class very soon um So that's gonna happen. The tutorials, I never did that stuff, Mm. Uh, but now that I have my business like solidified, have my website going, I have my web developer. um, She's amazing, uh, Renasha or Roro. Oh, great. She definitely um, made my life easier. So now like I, I still teach in studios, you know, of course, I enjoy being back, but it's also nice because I didn't realize how many people, you know, outside of the United States like wanted to like, you know, learn from me. Um, and it's it's definitely a lot of work to do one tutorial. So mm-hmm. I try my best to try to be consistent with that, which I believe in the next week since I'm home finally, um, I'll be able to get that back up and going with the online classes w- with new like live classes and then tutorials as well. So um, I feel like with COVID, it really kind of like just opened a new door um, for me. And I, you know, I really like it cause it's, I can kind of reach out to others who, you know, may only learn from the YouTube videos or, you know, just from Instagram posts. So it yeah. gives them you know a way to actually learn in detail um, and I can be more connected to the, the uh, outside of the S dancers. <laughs> yeah,
1: I think so too. I think that we've opened a
0: whole new world, don't you? For sure. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't do it because they didn't need to, you know what I mean? Um, so like since we were all stuck in the house, we all kind of had to try something new, which if we, you know, people who, you know, dance is their passion even though they don't want to learn online, I'm pretty sure they all tried it and like, and it definitely made us all realize like, okay, I mean, it is a bit harder because you have to pay attention to detail a lot more. You don't have someone coming up to you telling you the correct way to do it. Like, you know, on the video, it's a bit harder to do that. Um, The video might lag a little bit, but when you're learning from someone, um, yeah, it just taught you to be a better student. Um, So I feel like more people are more likely now since they exercise that uh, idea of the online classes that they'll take more online classes in the future, at least for people that they really want to learn from. Mm. Uh, but I feel like it is going to stick around for sure. Still, you know, tutorials like my older tutorials are still being purchased. So like people want to learn and it's, it's a comfort zone for people who don't like to be seen, yeah. you know, in their like beginning stages of dance.
1: Yeah. I think so too. I think that I won because I had to pivot my business and, and I wanted to run a masterclass, but I was like, what do I want to do? And I immediately thought, well, we can't travel to reach the people that we want to want to learn off and connect with physically. So can we be the bridge for that? So that kind of was my initial thought. And I love that because we still can't travel there. Um, so it's been great to see the dancers in Oz and, and New Zealand in lockdown being able to take these classes and learn off these creatives that they can't reach and they may not have you know been able to get into one of their classes so that's been lovely to see i do think that dancers are some are enjoying being at home and learning in their own space because class can be it can be intimidating at times but yeah it's almost like a bit more of a relaxed vibe for people to take class if they want to while they're in lockdown, I think. So I think it's great that your
0: tutorials are still being purchased and you'll yeah. go online as well. I think by um, sometime next week, I'll go live. Now that I have the space at home too, I made myself a little studio. I love did. it. Um, so it's a lot easier because um, there's a lot of people teaching. Mm, <laughs> so yeah. it's hard to get studio space, at least at spaces that I feel I would want to, you know, like that have enough space. So um yeah, a lot of the bigger rooms are taken up because there's you know a ton of classes going on. And that also comes down to uh, a lot of studios in LA, like the um Debbie Reynolds, um, well, I'm in space, uh, what was the other one? But a few studios have like closed Our major studios, oh mm-hmm. most of the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a you know a lot less studios. So that means a lot more of the, uh, the rental spaces are being used because teachers got to, you know, make a living. So yeah, it makes it hard to, you know, get space when you need it. So it's nice to do it at home. So it's for sure happening. That's great. Mm-hmm.
1: I love that. Well, keep me posted so that we can share that as well with our Aussies
0: over here. Oh yeah. I'll send you everything for sure.
1: Yeah. Great. Well, Thank you so much for chatting and spending the time. I know you've been crazy busy and I have been hounding you. I was like, I need to chat to Cisco. I really wanted to get you on this first little series. Um, So thank you so much for giving me your time. I really appreciate it.
0: Of course, anytime.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. You can follow Cisco on Instagram at Cisco Choreography and his company at Per Movement. He's doing great things and in demand. So head over and follow And see what he's up to. I just love him. A huge shout out to this episode's sponsor, Australian skincare brand, Lustel. I myself really invested in my skincare while I was in lockdown. I've always really struggled to find a really good night cream that left my skin feeling plumped and hydrated the next morning. So I researched a bunch of brands because I had so much time. And I came across Lustel and I've really enjoyed it. So you have a plump serum as well as a night cream and that can come in the bundle. You can purchase it online. Head over and find them on Instagram as well as their website. Really great Australian brand down in Victoria. Check them out. Guys, thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow us on Instagram at JLD Entertainment as well as myself at Jacqueline Lee Elliott. Get in touch if you would like to be featured on this podcast as well as sponsored posts for brands. Our details are on social media pages, as well as the website. Guys, have a great day. Thank you for tuning in. Stay safe and until next time.